Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, we got a lot of news to get to. My kid is alive. Is your kid alive? He is, yes. Let's go to the news. No. <laughs> it, it almost feels like that, right? Like we should just dive right in. There's so much. It really does. Like we were doing something like that we never do. And that's to pre-plan the episode. Right. Usually we just go in like, these are the things we'll talk about. And we'll just sort of figure it out as we go. But this is like, no, we got to do this, then this, then this. And- we are cutting topics. Like we had like three topics that all got cut. Because of all of the craziness that's that's been going on right now. And it's so funny just because like without even trying to be, we've sort of secretly become a video game podcast because there's oh, so much big video game news happening I all feel like the every, time. The people who listen to this show who don't really care about the games all that much, they're like, November can't come fast enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. Please tell me about smart cameras or something. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yes, anything else. Yeah. Well, eventually we can start talking about movies and stuff. We actually do have movies and TV show stuff to talk about, but those are the topics that got cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So we'll get there. But you know what, Mike? You know what What I propose? Mm-hmm. That we, we transform the show and we turn it into a food, a food podcast. Okay. I can get behind that. Mike, I am the proud owner of Taco Bell wine. Oh, fancy, sir. I know. They had a, I don't know, I guess a limited release. I don't think it's even for like an anniversary or anything. They just, they're selling this taco and they decide to sell wine with it. Why not? Why not? Right? Yeah. So I had a buddy who works at the same company I do, but he works on the US. And would you believe it? The Taco Bell has only sold it in Ontario. And then specifically to Hamilton and Niagara. And that's it. That's the only place, only place in North America that's selling this stuff. What are the odds? So he reached out to me. Yeah, he reached out to me because his wife is a huge Taco Bell fan. It's like, you know, she would love if I could get this. So Tiff actually bought it. I was kind of half-assed checking throughout the day, but she was checking like every 30 seconds. And thank God she did because it sold out in like four minutes. So oh my God. we bought one bottle for him and then she decided to buy two bottles for us that we could potentially resell or give as gag gifts to my parents and my brother. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Does it, is it just wine or is it like, because it's, it's jalapeno noir or yeah something. it's jalapeno noir or something yeah it's um my understanding is that it is a legitimate wine because we bought it from a legitimate vineyard website right that wasn't off like tacobell.ca so we'll see we'll see how it tastes i suspect we will probably open up a bottle and and give it a go like if it has like jalapeno taste to it like that'd be weird I, it would be weird but it might be amazing like you never know right i'm sure they wouldn't <laughs> sell awful wine because that would reflect poorly on the vineyard right that's it's true right like what vineyard is going to agree to sell terrible wine <laughs> no exactly so we will find out maybe maybe the christmas episode or something will uh we'll crack it open mike you can have a glass too we'll oh see. sounds good sounds good yeah i'm i'm there and then I also tried the new Popeye's chicken sandwich, Mike. Oh, delicious. Is it worth the hype? Yeah. Well, you see, so you remember that big battle that they had in the US between Popeye's and what's it? Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Yeah. So they finally, believe it or not, in Canada, we never had like the official chicken sandwich, but now we do have the official one and it is really good. I, I strongly recommend, Mike. I'll have to try it. I know that they took the rest of their chicken sandwiches off the menu. I guess this one is that good. Yes. Oh, oh, it's not even comparable. The other ones taste like a big chicken nugget. This one tastes like something I would actually get when we go down to like Virginia and, and that kind of area. So mm, good, good. Yeah. Well, speaking of food, we introduced our, well, Laura's family, but my extended family to my pie over the weekend. Oh, and they're all nice. like- why? Why did you give us this? Because now we're just going to eat my pie all the time. <laughs> so, But how much did it cost? Did you break three figures yet? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I did not. <laughs> oh, okay. It was Laura's family. So she said, I will pay for it. I know that her family, her dad, because what we were planning on doing was we were going to get, we were going to get a large like pepperoni. Okay. And then whatever vegan pizza for Laura and William. And then we were going to get another small pizza 
as just like a hey let's get one of the fun flavors and and that's it sure yeah so laura laura asked her parents like is there a fun flavor that you would want and her dad's response was get a large of this one and fries because they carry fries now okay they do parmesan fries that are and they're also waffle fries so amazing oh that's right up your alley there mike exactly so they're they're like get us these waffle fries get us this large pizza we'll pay for it they paid back for their share so i don't know what it turned out being and i don't know if you count them paying part of it back if it went into the three-figure digits yeah, and that, yeah. but damn yeah Man, at, at what point do you declare yourself a regular at this place when laura gets upset that the guy knows her oh is that a case is that the case yeah now? the, the nice. pickup dude the pickup dude recognizes laura so she's like i feel weird coming here so we stopped going <laughs> as much <laughs> Nah, now you just got to ask for little discounts and we'll keep throw an extra slice on there, will you? Yeah, we were so worried because we have this really ha- bad habit of telling people like about restaurants, being like, guys, you got to try this restaurant. It's such a good restaurant. And then when our friends go to that restaurant, it's the worst that restaurant has ever performed. Yeah, that was similar to oh that other pizza place we used to go to, the, uh, the vegan place, Rise Above. That first time we went to Rise Above, we're like, is Laura like high all the time when she eats here? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Perfect example. Yeah. We, we we recommended Rise Above to you guys. You didn't have good pizza the first time you were there. We recommended there's a restaurant. It actually went out of business called Gallagher's that back when Laura used to eat, you know, cheese and stuff, they had the best grilled cheese in town. Okay. And and we were, we were, we were out with a group of people and we we're like, we got to go to this place. We'll get amazing grilled cheeses for lunch. It'll be the best. And there was 12 of us and it completely overwhelmed their kitchen and it took them over an hour to serve 12 grilled cheeses. Oh, yikes. It was a good time. Everybody was not impressed and we felt like shit for recommending the place. Yeah. And yeah. then we went to the works with some friends during a convention and we recommended going to the works and the works was absolutely slammed because of the convention and understaffed and it was the worst the works has ever been you know (laughs) so so is the moral of the story don't take your recommendations or just don't go with you guys (laughs) maybe i don't know i don't know because i mean you went to rise above without us and you didn't have that's true but you you did go my pie without us and you had good my pie yeah that's right we've had it two or three times since then so it's a keeper I like how we're like, let's jump right into our news as quickly as possible. And then we spent eight minutes talking about nah, food. Eight valuable minutes, Mike. <laughs> the people are going to go home feeling much more informed about their food choices if they live specifically in Hamilton. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we wouldn't be a dad podcast if we didn't talk about our kids a little bit. Do you have any fun stories to lead off with? Yes, I will do. I will do one. We we said last week that Ben got a new loader, like a ride on Power Wheels loader thing. This week he tried to take it off a jump, Mike. <laughs> I can only imagine how well that went. Yeah, well, he fortunately he didn't get there, but we set up a little like plywood ramp in the front yard for him to sort of drive his trucks down, like you know, drop it at the top and it sort of rolls down and goes across the driveway. And so he was playing with that. So I go into the garage to start cleaning up some stuff. And all of a sudden I hear the power wheels fire up and then it running into like the plywood board. It's like, oh, this is going to be really bad. So fortunately he didn't quite make it. The power wheels doesn't have the traction that uh, I think he hoped it did. But yeah, so saved his life, Mike, basically. Oh, that's good. The intro of the show is keeping our kids alive. So it would have been really bad if you had an update and it was your kid was no longer alive. (laughs) Yeah. Podcast is over now. Yeah. But anyway, I got a bunch of other things, but Mike, I wasted our time with chicken sandwiches, so I, I yield my time to you. Okay, well, I got one big story yeah. that, that I'm going to tell, and it's it's a big one. Okay. William got a runny nose. Ooh, what an unusual circumstance for a child. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. What unusual circumstances for a child, but in this climate, what do you think that that entails, right? Yeah. So we found out. We found out. So first of all, William is barred from returning to daycare. Nice. Until one of two things happens. One, two weeks passes. Okay. And two, if he receives a negative COVID test. Okay. I got a follow-up question before you really dive deep into this. Right. If you opt for the two weeks route, do you still need to pay? I think so. Oh, okay. Because we're paid up for the month already. 
Okay, so they don't like they don't carry that forward or anything like that. It just counts as like sick time or something. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, all I know is that we got an email saying that he can't come back until two weeks go by (laughs) or until he gets a negative COVID test. So as you can imagine, we decided let's get that COVID test into that kid as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And as you know, and not a lot of other people who listen to the show would know because we haven't talked about it that school started, kids are back at school, and the COVID cases have started to go up. Yes, substantially. Wave two is upon us. Yes. So the COVID testing center is overwhelmed, and they asked that you call, because they used to have like a drive-through test. They can't do that anymore because of too many people. So they ask that you call. Do not call more than once. They will call you back and book you in a time to come get tested. Right. We did not receive a call back today. Oh, that's a good sign. Yes. So we don't know when we're going to get a call. It could be tomorrow. It could be the day after. A friend of ours went to a family. Well, it wasn't really a family occasion. They went to a funeral and someone at the funeral had COVID. And they were given the same thing where they, they, they actually do have to quarantine for two weeks. They were in the same boat where they're like, well, we got to call and, and get tested. And they called and they said that it was, they called on Saturday and they received a, an answer on Sunday. Not so bad, but they said that they were waiting so long that they were just like, screw it. And they went into the testing center and waited for three hours for a turn. Yeah, that's brutal. And, and that's okay for like somebody our age, but for a kid waiting in line for three hours, oh God, no. There's no way we could take that kid to sit three hours to wait to get tested. Yeah. It would be insane. Like, what's what's your prize for waiting for three hours, William? A thing up your nose that it's just going to like swab around in there and <laughs> piss them off. Yeah. Man. What's the turnaround time on the actual results? Is it like 24 hours or so? The people that we know who had their test on Sunday, they got their results back today, which is Monday. So oh, okay. So pretty quick. Yeah. But either way, that means that William is going to be out of daycare tomorrow. And yeah. he's going to probably be out of daycare on Wednesday as well because he's going to be. We're going to be waiting for those test results. So may, at the earliest, he's getting back to daycare on Thursday mm-hmm. if we get the test results back at the earliest. And the difference between today and tomorrow and Wednesday is that today Laura was off. Yeah, and tomorrow she's not. And if you remember, they changed Laura's hours, so they overlap mine now. Right. So it's going to be fun tomorrow and we try to figure out how the hell we're going to raise that kid and do our jobs. Yeah, but but at least you guys are still fortunate enough that you're working from home through all this. You know, imagine mm-hmm. if you were both back at the office or something like that, like then what do you do? You know, you got to take vacation days or you got to work from home or or something, right? Well, the funny thing is is that Laura actually is back at the office tomorrow is the day that she's supposed to be in the office so she's already told her boss she's like look my kid is sick i should not come in yeah like even if even all he's got is a runny nose and that's the thing he's got a runny nose so we're like oh okay it's gotta be fine right Mm -hmm. well some mom in laura's mom group was like yeah my kid's got a runny nose i'm gonna take him to get tested so he can go back to daycare kid has covid nice so it's like oh good so does that mean that William's runny nose is COVID? Because we were under the impression that runny noses doesn't mean COVID. So, well, the problem is, is that COVID has like a billion different symptoms, right? Like it could be anything. You know, are you anything other than one hundred percent? Oh no, well that could be this, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's also the ticking time bomb of that whatever William has. I'm going to have it now because when I was putting William down for his nap, he very nicely stuck his finger in his nose and then in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So he's practicing the swab test. Yeah, yeah. He was like, here, look, there's the swab into my runny booger nose. And then, bam, <laughs> into your mouth, daddy. Did you like that taste of my boogers? Yeah. Man, it, it's going to be so crazy come, you know, it's what, middle of September now, end of September. Like, November, December, when every kid on the planet has a runny nose and everybody's got a little sniffle and everybody's got a little cough. Because our my company has said it's a zero tolerance, basically. Like if you if you have a cough, they're sending you home. 
But it was like, well, last year I was sick the entire winter because, you know, our kid is at daycare and he's sick the entire winter because that's all daycares do is get your kids sick. It's like, am I going to be working from home for five months straight? Like, what is going on, right? But that's what you want, though. You want to work from home. I would love that. But if I get paid, I would love that. You know, but if they're like, well, that's too bad. You're staying at home, no pay. Like, that could be be pretty devastating. Yeah, I can move in with you, Mike. Well... My only other room is this office, and I mean, I'm not rearranging it again. I spent a lot of time <laughs> on it, so you can just sleep in the corner over there. Yeah, yeah, I'll just curl up like the cat. Yeah, yeah, you can sleep. You can sit on my desk chair and sleep. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's wild, Mike. You have to let us know how William likes getting his brain tickled. Yeah, I'd be very curious <laughs> to see. I. I can imagine it. I can imagine it going okay because he did pretty good with like his shots and stuff. Yeah. So, I feel like he might do okay because it's not a shot. But at the same time, he's a toddler. If today was anything to go on, he's going to flip out because he was just all day like so upset about absolutely everything. Yeah. Like like, we almost had to delay the start of this podcast because he fell on his bum. Like just. Well, and then you got to wonder like where did he get it from? Like, it's obviously must have been from daycare. He got it from daycare because they... Yeah, so that means some other kids probably got it. Yeah, like... Yeah, well, we called... When we called daycare and told them that he wasn't coming in, they said a few kids have it. They said, like, 10 kids have it in the daycare. And and I'm like, how many of those kids are in his room? You know, like, if the kids in his room have it, then that explains how he got it. But if kids who aren't in his room got it and he has it, then what does that mean? Does that mean that they're not doing a good job of cleaning? No, exactly. Yeah. Who knows? So, I mean, well, I'll keep you posted once I have more information about, because that's the thing. Laura is going to take him and she's going to get swabbed too to see if she's got it, but I'm not. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, because like Laura only made the appointment for two people and I'm like, maybe you should have said me too. Like, I didn't even say that to her. I just thought that like later, I'm like, oh. Maybe I should have been involved in that, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you can always go uh, get that done later there, Mike. Yeah, yeah. What a show show. What a shit show 2020 has become. Yeah, there's a, a lot of things that, that are, are shit showing all over the place. But speaking of shit shows, before we get into all the shit shows in the news, there's some Apple news that happened last week. And I mean... It could have been a shit show. I don't know. I didn't pay as much attention as, as you did. But yeah. so let, let me tell you, Mike, it was boring as hell. It was <laughs> very boring. This is their, their standard September release event. Everybody on the planet was hoping to see a glimpse of the iPhone 12. And would you believe it, Mike? They did not trot that one out. All they did was roll out the iPad updates and the watch updates. So, I mean, I'll give them to you. There's a new watch. Would you believe it, Mike? It's the Watch 6. Watch 6, yes. It's exactly the same as the Watch 5, except it supports blood oxygen testing now. Fancy fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How exciting is that? Yeah. It's funny because I was watching I was watching the, the actual presentation, and I remember that I was watching it, and they right off the bat, they said, we're going to talk about the watch, and we're going to talk about the iPad. And like maybe 10 minutes go by and I'm like, I'm not going to buy the watch and I'm not going to buy the iPad. Why am I still watching this? And then I turned it <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I heard the same thing. I'm like, now they must have just misspoke or they're going to do that. Oh, but one more thing at the end, right, you right. know, like the classic Apple thing. But sadly, no. So, yeah, they, they announced the watch six, you know, which cool device. I love my Apple watch and stuff. Um they also announced the Watch SE, which is a more budgety version. For lack of a better explanation, it's basically the the Apple Watch 5, and it's available for $279 US, which is not bad. And then the Watch 3, which is the one I have, is available for $199 US. So you got you got your whole gambit there. The iPads, they kind of refreshed the whole lineup. This uh, yeah, this is very boring, Mike. They just, you know, they're better. They're faster. They got better screens. It's all the usual stuff. Nothing super new and exciting. New colors, though. New colors. Oh, yes. Well, oh, revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I was really in it for the iPhone here. And basically, they have said that uh, no more power adapters. You know, just as we and the entire world predicted, a, what was it, a month or two ago, they will no longer be including them and they'll be no longer including the ear pods that come with it, like the the cabled ones. 
Right, right, um, right. All that will be coming with it is a charging cable. Now it is a upgraded charging cable. It's a braided cable. Oh, fancy. Uh, so it should last a little bit longer than the cheap garbage ones they used to send with it. But yeah, so they're making it as an environmental play that they're producing less, you know, therefore Earth good. A big part of their whole thing was they're going to become, I think it was net zero uh, emissions by 2030. And I think by 2050, it was their entire supply line was going to be zero emissions, which is kind of cool. See, that's that's probably the most interesting news out of that entire event. And I didn't hear it until right now. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was towards the end. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of neat. Other than that, they've got their new Apple One service, which is basically just bundling together all their other services for a, a reasonable price. I won't go into the details of that, but it's Apple Music, Apple TV, iCloud stuff, and Apple Arcade. So if you're interested in that stuff, that's the thing to do. And then they're also launching a Fitness Plus program. I did see some of that, yeah. So have you ever heard of like Peloton? Like yeah, those- yeah. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing where you got like a virtual trainer, but you train with a bunch of other people at the same time. And I mean, if you're into that, good news. There's an Apple version now. (laughs) That's good. The one thing I did see regarding the Apple One stuff was I saw that Spotify came out and made a statement that's like, this is very anti-consumer that Apple is making basically a bundle that is like, hey, here's our version of everybody else's thing all in one place. You don't need to buy anybody else's thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, to Spotify, I would say, have you met Apple? No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Apple dodges all these sort of monopolistic accusations all the time until very, very recently. So we'll see. I guess there's only, you know, you you only become a couple trillion dollar company by doing a few unsavory things. And they are that company now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's the big Apple event. Yeah, that is. I mean, there's a bunch of rumors involving the iPhone 12, but I'm not going to get into them. Supposedly, they will have a another event specifically for that. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, that wasn't the only event that was going on in the world. And I got to tell you, I paid a lot more attention to this one. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine what this one is, Mike. Yes, as as teased at the end of last episode where it was like, do we talk about it? No, we'll save it for this week. I kind of wish we talked about it just so we had less to talk about this week. (laughs) But it was the PlayStation 5 event. And in the PlayStation 5 event, we got all the details that everybody's been asking for. We found out the price. We found out the date. And we found out a bunch of stuff about some games. We sure did. What do you want to start with, Mike? You want to oh get the, the price out of the way? Okay, well, let's let's skip the games that they showed the th- at the event because a lot of the games were sequels. Well, not not even sequels. They were games that they showed before. So they were, you know, the games that were at the other event that they did earlier in the year, but just more information. Like there was more mm-hmm. information on Spider-Man. There was more information on Resident Evil and uh, and a few other. Death Loop had a long trailer and and things like that. the The big news that they that they showed uh, when it came to games was that there's a new God of War coming. Mm-hmm. Whether it's God of War two or some other name, they didn't say, but there was a t- big God of War tease at the end, right? But when it comes to like the big news, like because we can talk games whenever. Let's talk about all of the fun things that that were said and not said during the presentation, and people had to hear about them later. So during the presentation, right before they did the price announcement, they announced something called the PlayStation Plus Collection. Yes. Which is very similar. People are saying that it's it's the the PlayStation answer to Games Pass. And I would say that on one hand it is, but on the other hand, it's not. Because it's not quite the same. It's not just a subscription service that gives you access to games. It is a curated collection of PlayStation 4 hits that are available at all times kind of a thing. And it's something like 18 games or something like that. And it's not all PlayStation games. There's a few other games, third party in there. Some of the big hitters were God of War, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Persona 5. Uh, Last of Us. Last of Us was in there. Last of Us Remastered was in there. Some really big games in there. I found that a lot of those games were also games that I already owned. But (laughs) Well, not surprising being the super fan that you are, Mike. It's true. But at the same time, I don't own all of the games. And for someone like perhaps you... 
that if you're buying a PlayStation 5 for the first time and you didn't have a PlayStation 4, that's like 20 games right off the bat that are all bona fide hits. Like you're getting some of the best games on that console yeah. right off the bat the second you turn it on. And that's that's what they're doing as a PlayStation 5 PlayStation Plus benefit. Now, what that makes me wonder is that does that mean that they're doing the free games a month thing still where they do like two free games or is the free PlayStation 4 collection all you get kind of a thing? Yeah, it's hard to say. Now, it, it, this is uh, the question I was going to ask you is this is included in your your PlayStation Plus subscription it's not like an on top of or anything like yes, that it is included in the subscription so me having already having the subscription so that we can play online that means i get these games for free yeah okay i mean yeah i was gonna say free stuff is is always good wow well quote unquote free stuff yeah yeah you're paying for the subscription and it's like hey you got the subscription here's some bonus stuff to go with it kind of yeah thing. interesting so so yeah nice I, I assume that along the way that some games may rotate in and out. Oh, they because that's kind of what happens, you know, like especially with the third party games, I can imagine licensing agreements will end and, and you know, Monster Hunter will come out and they'll put in something new or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, as, as a as like a hey, here's a bonus. You could literally buy the console and PlayStation Plus and have plenty to play right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad not a bad deal, if you ask me. Yeah, but that's PlayStation 4 games. Let's go to PlayStation 5 and talk about PlayStation 5 stuff. So the console price was announced and it was, I, I, I told somebody, I don't remember if it was you, but I predicted it was going to be $499 US, $399 US for the discless version. Yeah. And lo and behold, $499 US, $399 discless version. You nailed it, Mike. Yep. I got it right. And to me... <laughs> To me, what that told me was that it was going to fall in line for the Canadian pricing with the Xbox pricing, where the Xbox Series X, which was four ninety nine US, was going to be five ninety nine Canadian. I'm like, there we go. There's my answer, five ninety nine Canadian. And then the Canadian prices came out for retailers, and it was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes, it's, it's a little bit more. What's what six twenty nine? Right, it's six twenty nine, an extra thirty dollars. Yeah, which is like, mm, I don't like that, but. I mean, <laughs> I'm a slave to PlayStation, so I'm going to pay it anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, you you brought up when that price dropped, you were like, wow, an extra $130 to pay for just a Blu-ray drive. That's a, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a hard, bitter pill to swallow. And, you know, I, I actually was like, it is. That is a bitter pill to swallow. Do I, do I get the digital one? And I thought about it. And I thought pretty hard about it, like, but all the reasons that I would want the disc version is so that I could, you know, play old games on it. And, you know, cause I have my backwards compatible PS4 games that work. And, and I mean, when it comes to other, other reasons, like physical games go on sale quicker than digital games do kind of a thing. Like you, the extra money that I'd spend on the console would recoup itself faster if I'm buying physical games at a lower price than if I were buying digital games, you know, things, things like that. I was, I was considering, but at the same time, like, you know, digital is a lot simpler. I don't have to run out and get to the store in COVID town or, or wait for my game to, to ship from Amazon a week later or, or something like that. So I'm like, Oh, do I, do I go digital? Cause another reason that I wanted the disc drive was too, was, because I was holding out for that backwards compatibility on PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games. And then they announced that PlayStation 1, 2, 3 games are not going to be playing on it. Which, I mean, I kind of figured if they hadn't talked about it at this point, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But they came out and they confirmed that PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games are not, at least at launch, playable on PlayStation 5. They said something to the effect of 99% of PlayStation 4 games are compatible. I don't know what that means. Now, well, that basically means that if you install it on the PS5, it'll run. But the, my question for you is, have they made it clear that if you put in your PlayStation 4 disc, it works? Or is it a, well, yeah, but you got to rebuy it or you have to do like the digital download version of your PS4 game in order to make it work? I'm pretty sure it works. Like do with the straight up disc. Just yeah, put if the you disc just in throw the go. disc yeah. right in. Yeah, yeah. And then depending on the game, if you get a free upgrade, unlike some 
games. Apparently, all you need to do is put in the disc and the PlayStation 5 game, like the, the disc becomes like a CD key. Is like you need the disc inside right, the system. Okay, yeah. And then you can download the, the digital version of the PlayStation 5 version of whatever game that may be. Again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm weighing my options when it comes to, to what I should do for the, for the, you know, do I, do I buy, do I buy the digital? And then the pre-orders went live and I immediately threw that thing in the cart, the disc one and bam, done. It was all done <laughs> in a matter of seconds. <laughs> you just ripped off that bandaid, Mike. There you go. Good for you. It was as soon as I had the link, I was like, done, 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 done. Like I didn't even think about it. And, and this is where things start to get crazy. Cause I, I, I actually, I was going to get do a game, like a whole game of, and I, I called it is PlayStation being a hypocrite because you are not a PlayStation fan like me. I am. I'm not wearing a PlayStation t-shirt tonight. Shockingly. Somehow I, I managed to not wear a PlayStation <laughs> t-shirt, but my opinion could be considered biased when it comes to <laughs> you think some so, of Mike? the questions. Just, just a teeny bit biased? Yeah. Maybe biased. Yeah. So with, with some of the things that came out afterwards, you could think that you know I, I might be a little biased. So I, w- I had this game that I was going to play where we, I would ask you some questions and I would give you the evidence and then you could give me your thoughts uh, sure. on, on is PlayStation a hypocrite? And the first example I want to give and it plays into what I was just talking about with with the pre-orders, yeah. was a statement was made in July where there was an interviewer talking with Jeff Keighley. And he said something, he was like some PR guy at PlayStation. And he said, don't worry, when pre-order time comes, we'll give you plenty of warning. Right. Well, after the event was over, Jeff Keighley sends out a tweet. Not PlayStation, Jeff Keighley saying... Pre-orders will be available tomorrow morning. Okay. And then Walmart just was like, pre-orders now. And everybody else was like, what? And and everyone in the States just dove on it. Walmart sold out of their pre-orders immediately. Best Buy turns around. They're like, oh, well, pre-orders up. And then they put up theirs. And then it was a cluster on that end. And then Amazon did it. Amazon, from what I heard, sold out in three minutes. Oh, that wouldn't that would not shock me at all. And then the retailers started popping up in Canada too. Like Best Buy Canada was the first retailer in Canada to pop up. And 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 our, my old pal Nikolai, he he messaged me and he was like, "It's pre-orders up, go go." And I had it and I had it. And I could, it was funny because I couldn't log in, and I was like, "No, why won't you let me log in? It's in my cart," you know. <laughs> like I was freaking out, right? Because I'm seeing horror stories from people in the states who are like, "I can't buy it. Like the websites are crashing," right? Yeah. So I feeling like the same thing is going to happen to me i get through i get my confirmation email saying that i my, my pre-order is made and i'm like wow i did it and then i message nikolai back and i say did you get yours and he said i'm waiting to get confirmation from my wife that it's like my christmas present kind of a thing like oh, I, I guess no i guess like he has like a thing going on with his wife that it's like yep this is my christmas thing but you can have it now kind of a thing and and so later on a friend of mine is like, should I buy it? And I go, yeah, here's the pre-order link. And he's like, it's sold out. And I'm like, oh, I hope Nikolai okayed that with his wife because <laughs> it's already gone. And then I found Walmart. Walmart had the link up for Walmart Canada. So I threw that to my other friend who was like, do I, do I get it? And I sent it to him. And he got a pre-order there. And then another one of my friends was like, I just saw your message about Best Buy, but they're sold out. And I'm like, well, here's the Walmart one. Walmart is sold out. Okay, well, the source put up their link. Here's the source. And then he got it at the source. So I sent three different people to places and they all ended up buying it from a completely different storefront because it was sold out every other time. So I never heard back from Nikolai if he got it or not. So... (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're, we're turning on the bat signal here. We're just trying to get him to send us a message and let us know if he got let it. Let us know. Are you yeah. safe? Did you get your PlayStation 5? Yeah. But, but people were furious. And then PlayStation came back and they, they made a statement the next day that was like, look, that didn't go how, how we wanted it to go. More consoles are coming and we'll make it better when that happens. But also, if you remember, they sent out that email. That was like, be one of the first to pre-order kind yes. of a thing. Well, everybody's freaking out because that nobody received anything 
everybody who, who, who applied to that, nobody got any messages about it. And they're like, what was the point of this? What was the point of this? And then the next day, people started getting emails like, hey, you can pre-order on Sony's website at 9 a.m. or whatever it was. And and people were able to get pre-orders in that way. I did not receive a pre-order notification through Sony. Turns out it's not because I'm not a good enough fan to be recognized. It's because it was for the United States only. Oh, okay. So okay. that mystery is solved. So some people got it that way. So it's on one hand, PlayStation was correct in saying pre-orders start tomorrow because their own pre-orders started the next day but like from what i've been reading on news sites the retailers jumped the gun and the it was walmart first and then everyone else was like well i'm not going to be outsold kind of a thing so so is playstation in your opinion a hypocrite for saying we'll give you plenty of notice and then that pre-order cluster happening no, I, I, I agree with the statement that the, the people were saying. I think it was Walmart who just put it up by mistake or maybe did it intentionally or whatever. Yeah, I don't think PlayStation had much to say in this particular situation, if you ask me. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's good. I, I, give him, I give him a pass on this one. Okay, okay. So that's, that's a nice thing to hear. Mm-hmm. The other question that, that I wanted to bring up about hypocrisy in PlayStation is early on, when they announced some of the games that were coming, they announced the Spider-Man Miles Morales game and they announced Horizon Forbidden West. And both of those games are sequels to games that appeared on PlayStation 4. At the time, Sony made a comment that was, we believe in generations, our games are exclusive to PlayStation 5. Yes. Well, after the presentation, an interview goes up on the PlayStation blog. Surprise, Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West... The Sackboy game that, that is coming out, Sackboy's Big Adventure, Yep, those are all going to be PlayStation 4 games. They are not exclusive to PlayStation 5. Yes. that That's hypocritical. That's a hypocrite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a bad look, I would say. Okay. Yeah, it feels like it feels like on one hand, Sony, like Sony's left hand is not talking to their right hand, right? Or they have this change of heart and they've, they've released too much information too soon. Like, I don't know what is exactly is going on. Well, the person who said both of these things was the same person. Right. It, like The guy who said, we believe in generations, and the guy who said that we're going to have these experiences for you was Jim Ryan, the president of Sony. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, like it's not what you said here kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and, I, and I understand that. Like I get, I get why people are like, wait, that's, that's not what you said. But I also think that people are blowing it way too out of proportion when it's like, and, and this is why I think that, you know, I could be considered biased because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Halo and and Halo being like held back because there was that it, they, they delayed it. And the rumor was, is that Halo is incredibly held back because it, it, it has to be made for the previous generation and not being only exclusive to the new generation is, is what's making Halo not look good. Right. So the same argument could be said here with the PlayStation stuff that you know, Horizon Forbidden West is going to be worse off and, and Spider-Man is going to be worse off because they're making those as PlayStation 4 games as well. But the way that they talked about them, and this is where I, I think I sound like, a, oh, no, I don't think my bias comes in, <laughs> is that they said that these games were created on PlayStation 5 with PlayStation 5 in mind first, and then they've been downscaled to work. So if the experience was made to work first on one, like, cause I, I don't think I've seen anything about Halo that Halo was like, yeah, we made it to be top of the line on the series X and then downscale it to work. Everything I've heard about it is they've been making it to work on both the entire time. Yes. That's my understanding too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get how some people could say like, be really angry about it, but at the same time, I understand as well that, there's like 120 PlayStation 4s in the wild, you know, and I, I could see why they might want to recoup some of that cost of the development of that game. No, exactly. I mean, and now you're venturing like the, the funny thing about this whole PS4 versus PS5 and then the Xbox one versus the Xbox Series X stuff is that PC games have been doing this forever. Like you can change all the resolutions and you can change the textures. You can change this and you can change that. All these games are being programmed on computers for these devices. It's 
they're not building two different games. They're just providing different texture options and different resolution options, right? Like it's, this is not some sort of revolutionary new thing. So I personally wouldn't say, oh, well, because it's going to go on both consoles, it's holding one back or anything like that. No, they're obviously producing it for the PS5 and they'll downscale it and whatever for the PS4. So you can both participate, right? Yeah. I mean, whatever. I, I have friends who are happy that the game is coming to PS4 because I, I have friends who who are also dads who don't have time to play games like they used to. So no, they're exactly. kind of... He, Dave, it's my friend Dave. He's kind of like, I don't, I, I don't play as often as I used to. So like, I'm not going to be upgrading. So to be able to play Miles Morales because Spider-Man was a game that he absolutely loved, like that's good for him. Like he's happy about that kind of a thing. No, exactly. So there are people who are happy about those things. And then there are people who are furious. Sony has betrayed them. It's the <laughs> end of the world. Yeah. But, but also at the same time, they also have games that are exclusives. Like Demon Souls is not going to be on PS4. Demon Souls is a PlayStation 5 only game. So like they're still getting that, you know? So it's kind of like, it's, it's weird. It's all over the place. And then also one other thing, that they said about PlayStation stuff was that they will not be pulling a games pass where Xbox puts all of their games, their brand new games as they come out on their service. You're not going to be seeing God of War two or, or horizon on, on the PlayStation plus collection, the second they launch kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. And, and they had a pretty good point about it where they were like, look, these games cost millions of dollars to make. And, and we feel that, that that model isn't sustainable and we're not going to make our money back from it. I mean, we've talked about on this show before that Microsoft only makes like 8% of its, you know, global revenue from gaming. So they can afford to throw a few million dollars at the side of the wall and then be like, Oh, it didn't recoup its costs entirely. Oh, well, you know, like, yeah, but it's interesting though. Cause Microsoft does have, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about Xbox in a bit, but Microsoft has a ton of experience with cloud like cloud computing and their Azure systems and subscription-based services. So they know from a business standpoint, this makes a shit ton of money. Like I think their Azure services made $50 billion last quarter. <laughs> yeah. So I can imagine they're looking at it and like, well, why not do the same for games? So yeah, it's, it's one model versus another, right? Yeah. The PlayStation is going very classic with their models. Exactly. And then, but we'll see. Like, I mean... I'm already hearing so many stories of of people who are like, my Amazon pre-order has already been like, I've received a notice. It's like, you're not getting it on the day it comes out, which yeah. we haven't said. I, I just realized now we actually haven't said November 12th is the release date. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Good idea, Mike. <laughs> which also I didn't realize until maybe like half an hour ago is a Thursday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, gaming stuff happens on Tuesdays or Fridays. So the fact that it's a Thursday is weird to me, which now makes sense because Friday is the 13th. So are they being like superstitious oh, that they don't want to have a maybe. console come out? That could be it, actually. You never know. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, the 12th in North America, Japan, South Korea, and there's one other country, I think, that it's going to be. And then the rest of the world gets it on the 19th. Yeah, a week later. Yeah. So, yeah. so pre-orders are kind of up in the air about whether they worked or not. But I mean, hey, that just a lot of people are like, see, this is why the Xbox pre-orders are going to go so well is because we know a date and we know a time when that's going to start. But that necessarily doesn't go well for some people as, as NVIDIA fans found out recently too. No, exactly. Well, we talked about the NVIDIA 3000 series uh, a couple episodes ago. The last episode. Yeah, last episode. Sorry, Mike. My my mind is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so they I know went it was on a long time ago. It's yeah, hard to remember. That's right. In in dad days, that might have as well be like two to three years ago. I mean Exactly, yeah. exactly. But anyway, so they went on sale, and like you said, they had a very defined date and a very defined time. And wouldn't you believe it, Mike, it was also a cluster of just like just like every sort of online sale ever when it's something in super high demand they sold out everywhere in minutes and wouldn't you believe it scalpers got a hold of a vast number of them to the point where nvidia has come out and said that they are now manually like reviewing every single order to prevent scalpers like so if they notice that somebody bought four or five of them they're canceling that order entirely and 
what what a mess it is. So, I mean, it just goes to show that no matter how you do this, it's always going to be a disaster because you have bots and you have scripts and it's very, very easy to bite up every piece of inventory you have in no time at all, right? Yeah, and with the PlayStation pre-orders, I'm already starting to see the scalpers. Like I, I was on, I was on Facebook Marketplace, and I saw three postings of people selling PS5 confirmed pre-orders. Yeah, for a thousand dollars. Oh, I know it's insane, and they're doing the same with the 3080 graphics cards too. But I don't know if the people are doing this with the PlayStation stuff. But there's this whole PC Master Race gimmick joke thing that's been going on for years, right? Because right. while Xbox and PlayStation people battled amongst themselves, you know, we watch from above because obviously we're the superior group of people. But uh, obviously, yeah, obviously. So they, we've seen the same thing. eBay has got all these cards going for a thousand dollars and that kind of stuff. But what they've been doing is they've been fighting back by flooding eBay with fake. 3080 posts selling them for like one dollar but in the post itself it says it's for a piece of paper with the word 3080 on it but just to throw off all the search terms and everything like that and then what they're also doing is they're putting in fake bids on the sort of quote-unquote legit ones for like twenty thousand dollars forty thousand dollars that kind of stuff because no one's ever going to pay that much for a graphics card and it'll be it'll basically mess up the whole bidding system and everything like that so I don't know. Are you guys doing the same thing with the PlayStation side? Have you heard? I haven't heard. All I know is that I put out a tweet that had a a screen cap of somebody selling the PlayStation on a marketplace for $1,000. And I said, go f*** yourself. And that tweet got a lot of traction. Got a lot of retweets. I saw that. Yeah. You're famous now. Uh, Not as famous as Laura. That's for sure. Laura Laura tweeted. uh, Do you know Dieter from The Verge? No, I know The Verge, but I don't know the people on it. Okay, Dieter is the guy who usually does the phone reviews, the guy with glasses. And okay. So Dieter, he made a comment about the Apple Watch because something we didn't talk about when it came to the Apple Watch, and I actually meant to bring this up when you brought up this feature for the watch, and then you didn't bring up this feature, oh. so I couldn't bring it up, was that the new watch has like a family feature where you can like track your kids. Okay, yeah. And and he made a comment that was like, how do you feel about Apple tracking your kids via watch? And Laura, because Laura loves Dieter. I showed Laura a whole bunch of Dieter videos when she was phone shopping as okay. like, look, here's a guy who's going to break it down for you in a way that you can probably understand it kind of a thing. And she's like, I like Dieter. And I didn't know that she followed him on, on Twitter and stuff. But she responded to his tweet about how would you feel about Apple tracking your kids? And she responded with, I already have a microchip in their head. Or something like that. And <laughs> and he responded. With, he actually wrote back to her and wrote, I feel like this is the right answer. And then she got like hundreds of likes. And she's like, oh, I'm going to quit my day job. I'm going to be a Twitter comedian. Like <laughs> she, she was loving it. And I told her, I'm like, wow, this, this, this PlayStation tweet has gotten a lot of traction. She's like, yeah. How many of those likes? Yeah. You know how many my Dieter tweet got? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so just gonna use that for every every fight now that you ever have is uh yeah. well i did get a lot of tweets that one time yeah i i honey didn't finish the dishes like you said you would well Dieter sweet got me a lot of hikes <laughs> i'm trying to look it up now fast enough i gotta see how many likes she got oh laura sure tweets a lot doesn't she she does. She has a lot of tweets lately. Well, we're She's- not going to have enough time on this show for me to scroll down and find this stupid thing, but we'll figure it out later. <laughs> but yeah, so that tweet about the scalping was was just crazy. And, and like, I guess we'll see tomorrow how well Xbox does because they have the same thing. They have a, a scheduled time where, where pre-orders start. And wouldn't you know it, they gave everybody a real good reason to pre-order tomorrow. They sure did. My God, what do you do? You want to say the big news? Do you want me to say the big news? Oh, I mean, feel free. Okay, Xbox, and by that we mean Microsoft, bought Zenimax Media. Uh, does that name ring a bell for you at all, Mike? It does for me because I pay a lot of attention to gaming yeah. news. But for people who are less likely to know the name Zenimax, you probably know the companies they own, which include Bethesda. Yes, and which. id software and all of these other ridiculous gaming companies. Yes, exactly. Perhaps you've heard of a little game called Doom and a little game called Elder Scrolls and or Fallout. <laughs> Fallout. Yes, some of the biggest franchises in video game history. Microsoft just decided, you know what? 
they're going to lay down a cool $7.5 billion seemingly out of the blue to buy this company. Like I hadn't heard any leaks or anything about this. Apparently, they've been talking about it since the summer, too. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, but it's, it's a fascinating story because I have been watching Xbox and PlayStation Twitter way more than I feel comfortable doing all the time because of this <laughs> show. But one of the big things is that the PS5 had all these exclusive launch titles and the Xbox basically had, you know, garbage. There's no Halo. There's no nothing. And now all of a sudden, Xbox ha- owns two of the PlayStation 5's exclusive launch titles that can be made available on Game Pass right away. Yeah. And supposedly, they're going to be launching their... Those deals will be honored. Those deals, exclusivity deals will be honored and PlayStation will still be getting their exclusives. Phil, Phil Spencer made a comment to some journalist and I'm, I'm happy that he did because he answered a question that I had very quickly. He didn't answer it well, but he did answer the question. Mm-hmm. And the question was, are these franchises all now exclusive to Xbox? Because that's what I want to know about. I'm a Doom fan. Laura loves Elder Scrolls. Laura likes Fallout. So, you know, these are these are franchises that we would like to spend more time with kind of a thing. Yeah. And Phil Spencer made the comments that we will honor our existing exclusivity deals. And then further games, their exclusivity will be determined on a case-by-case basis. So on one hand... They're not saying those are exclusive, but on the other hand, they're not saying that they're not exclusive. No, exactly. Know? Exactly. It It is fascinating. It, what a fascinating turn of events for old Microsoft and their Xbox products. Yeah. And, and there's two things. There's two things that I want to I want to point out. Sure. Is Marvel sold to Disney for four billion dollars. Yeah. This is a much bigger deal. And like, it's the biggest deal in gaming. Oh, yeah. By a, by a mile. I think the previous biggest one was when Microsoft bought Mojang, which is Minecraft for $2.5 billion. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's one thing. And the other thing that I saw was, wow, Microsoft bought 18 studios today. And they still don't have a new exclusive for their console launch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but man, Game Pass is going to be freaking sweet. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. All of these games are going to be on Game Pass when they launch. All of their new games. Any new Doom games will be launching on Game Pass as they come out. And Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, any new Fallout games. They own Obsidian too. So now everybody's like, does that mean we're going to get a new Fallout New Vegas? Because yeah, Obsidian exactly. Made. Yeah. So people are like all over the place. And it's interesting because I've seen two reactions to this. And one is, oh, yeah, Xbox is this. They've done this and it's the greatest thing that they ever could do. And then there's the other reaction where and it's not specifically from people who are like PlayStation people who are like, this is terrible. This is somebody else being like, it's like Apple. It's like Monopoly much like you're you're the less independent studios there are kind of a thing, even though Bethesda is not. A small I, I was going to say, there's no independent studios involved in any of these transactions. It's like if, if it would be like if Sony turned around and bought Activision tomorrow. Like yeah. that's as big of an announcement as, as this is. Yeah. And it's actually really funny because there's there was I saw trending. There's a huge push for Sony to buy Konami. <laughs> that was like Sony buy Konami yeah. so that you can get all the IP because if they bought Konami that gives them Castlevania that gives them Silent Hill that gives them Metal Gear Solid some huge franchises yeah but like Konami hasn't really been busting out any hits lately so no, it's no no you know. exactly but at the other the other thing too that I've, I've seen people posting about when it comes to is the Microsoft thing is like oh Microsoft bought Bethesda maybe one of their games will work when it comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that would be nice too but yeah. it, it is so funny it like i said I've, I've been watching way too much twitter and stuff and how I, the 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 sheer enjoyment coming from the xbox camp over this versus the 
complete rage coming from the PlayStation camp because the PlayStation people are all hyped up about exclusives and that's why PlayStation is so great. And now all of a sudden exclusive are the worst thing in the world, Mike. Could you believe it? It's, it? They're awful. I can't believe that any company would have exclusive products. And it's just so funny. But the other thing is, is you could also point at Microsoft and be like, oh, you're being a hypocrite because Phil Spencer, back when Sony had all these exclusives and they didn't, yeah. was saying things like, we don't believe in exclusives because we don't think that's fair. And now if they bought this company and keep all of those games exclusive, then they're hypocrites because they said they don't believe in exclusives. <laughs> so I, I really don't see them doing that, though, to be honest with you, like because it goes against their entire marketing plan of let's just get games in the hands of gamers, you know, like... I, but at the same time, I wonder if, if the new normal is you buy the PlayStation 5 and then you just pony up for the Game Pass on the side. And that way you get a, literally every game for, for consoles now. Yeah. And you're not paying a fortune or anything for it. It's true. And and so basically what, what we have here is we have two Microsofts that, that could be on display here. And I'm hoping for one more than the other. Yeah. There's the Microsoft that bought Mojang. Mm-hmm. Minecraft is still available on every console. It's still available on, you know, you can get it on the Switch. You can get it on the PS4. You on can, everything, you'll, yeah. You'll probably be able to get it on the PS5, too, at some point. And then eventually they made Cuphead available on PS4 and, and Cuphead's on the Switch. And, and Ori and the Blind Forest is on Switch. So there's that Microsoft. But then there's also the Microsoft that bought Rare and took Banjo-Kazooie and Killer Instinct and Perfect Dark and took all of those and Battletoads and all of those Rare franchises and locked them onto Microsoft consoles. You can't get Perfect Dark on Nintendo, even though, you know, it was a Nintendo franchise first. Banjo-Kazooie was a Nintendo franchise first. And I mean, sure, Banjo and Kazooie are, are in Smash Brothers, but that's not a new Banjo-Kazooie game on Nintendo systems or anything like that. Yeah. So there's literally two Microsofts at play. That, that Which one are we going to get? Uh, I know. I know. It is fascinating. You know, my, my favorite Sony versus Microsoft thing, or well, sorry, Xbox versus PlayStation thing, is that the PlayStation Online services are hosted on Microsoft's cloud-based Azure system. <laughs> well, they are now. They are now, but they, they weren't, weren't always, before. Yeah. But they are now. And it's like, you know, for, for these mortal enemies, if they sure work pretty closely together, don't they? <laughs> you know what, though? When that got announced, my first hope was like, oh, God, please start sending games to each other. And, and just end this this fanboy war because at the same oh, time, no, I it's it's so embarrassing to read. And, and I like I said, I don't care. I do not care which one it, which it wins. But the little tiny morsels of things where they cling to and say, "Oh, Xbox is better. No, PlayStation's better." It's just it's embarrassing. Well, you know what's funny is, and this is coming from me, lifelong PlayStation fanboy who will battle to the death for the. I exaggerate. Like I am a hundred percent a PlayStation fanboy, but I'm not the same person that's going to be like, "Well, Xbox sucks." I mean, we've been talking about Xbox on this show an awful lot. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we have I been. I I feel like if if I was a fanboy, I'd be like, "Oh, there's Xbox news today's." It's, it's the news is that they suck, and then we'd move on. You know, <laughs> we we give we we given yeah. them a pretty fair shake. Yeah, on the I show. would say so. We've had lots of complimentary things to say. There is some more news that dropped today about Xbox, and this was a lot more low-key. And the funny thing is, of the two news stories, the Bethesda thing and this other thing, it's the other thing that interests me more. What is it, Mike? I'm not even sure I know what it is. So, and again, this was this was very low-key. I did not see as many people talking about this as as they should have been, because to me... This is game changing. Okay. And, and, and this is what I, 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 I got to admit when it comes to Xbox stuff is where they're really making me pay attention is the quality of life stuff. Oh, the accessibility and that sort of deal. The, the, the backwards compatibility is very impressive to me. If, if I had a collection of Xbox games, you know, like if I had Xbox One games and Xbox 360 games and stuff, like if, if I had just bought one of those on a whim... I'd be more leaning towards Xbox right now because a perfect example, they released a trailer the other day was like, well, let's watch some suspending and resuming between a few games. And one of the games that they were showing was black, which is an original Xbox game. Okay. 
I just bought Black for the PlayStation 2. Can't play it on a PS5. Mm-hmm. Can't play it on a PS4. I can't play it on a PS3 unless I have the right kind of PS3. Right. It, you know, so it's like, okay, that's that's the thing that, I, you know, it'd be really nice to play my backwards compatibility games. At the same time, I don't own any old Xbox games. The backwards compatibility is cool, but it's not enough to sway my to sway my allegiance, right? Right. What they announced today is they have a new Xbox smartphone app coming out. Okay. And the stuff that it can do just makes me go, excuse me? This is this is stuff that is very intriguing to me, especially in modern day gaming. So the app connects to your Xbox in the sense that you can manage what is on the hard drive. You can download games to your hard drive. You can delete games from your hard drive. You can move games in folders. And this is all from the phone. Okay, yeah. So, like, you can do all of that stuff. I can download games from my phone, from the PlayStation app, but they can only be downloaded. Like, I can't, if 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 there's not enough space on my hard drive, I get a notification that's like, you can't download it. You yeah, you can't, you can't do any management of, yeah. of the files and the stuff, yeah. Additionally, if you have more than one console, more than one Xbox, you can tell it what Xbox you're talking about. So you can say, oh, download this game on both Xboxes. Oh, download it on one Xbox. Delete this off this Xbox, but leave it on this Xbox. You can do that, which is like very nice. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the PlayStation stuff, I can tell it to download things, but I can only tell it to download to whichever PlayStation is my parent one. Yeah. You know, like you, you have to have one authorized and one unauthorized. And the one that's authorized right now is the one upstairs in the bedroom because the authorized one is the one that the other person can use PlayStation Plus to play online with. So Laura can play online on the upstairs one when I'm down here playing something else. But if I were to tell it to download a game, it downloads it upstairs, not downstairs to the PlayStation that oh, I use more. That's kind of stupid. Yeah. The Xbox, you can tell it whichever one you want it to go to. Another thing that they announced is that you can download any game, whether you own it or not, off the store. And why that is interesting is because, say, you're a digital only gamer, right? Mm-hmm. You want to buy, you know, the new Doom or something because, you know, that's coming out. But you know that Doom comes out on Tuesday and you don't get paid until Friday. Can't buy Doom, right? You can download Doom on Tuesday and it will be on your console and then you can buy it on Friday and start playing right away. You don't have to wait for it to download. You don't have to wait for it to install patches. It did all that on Tuesday. That's pretty awesome, actually. It gets better. Person like me, I like physical games, physical discs. You download all of the game and install it, download all the patches. I can come back from the store with the disc, put it in and play. I don't have to download anything. That's pretty good, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> when, when are you switching? When are you switching, man? I'm, I'm not. But this <laughs> is the stuff that's swaying me to the other side. That's so funny. Like, it has nothing to do with the games. It's just the convenience, you know? And, uh, like, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm a dad who doesn't have time to game anymore, right? Yeah. And and being able to download the game before I even have a chance to play it from my phone, you know, like, that that's, that's game-changing when it comes to, like, managing your time, right? Like, yeah. when it comes... Uh, a perfect example is I got, a, I got Kingdoms of Amalur. It, I locked out because Kingdoms of Amalur was a small install, and it only took, like, a minute to install. But, like, if that game had a big install, I would have had to... And I was prepared to do this. I turned the game on and started to install it because I had chores to do. Right. You know, like I wanted to play the game later, so I started it early so that I could do something else while it was installing. Right. You know, like that's that's how I game now is I, I think about, oh, well, I should install it 
the day before I actually want to be able to play it because I won't have time to do otherwise. Like, yeah, you're gaming via your calendar at this point in time. It's like, well, I'm going to have two hours here. Okay, let me do all the preparation work for that. Yeah. Yeah, like to be able to just do that from a phone. And at the same time, I mean, I have no idea. You know, PlayStation might turn around and be like, we have these same features on our app. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt PlayStation will have all that stuff. As much as I like them, I doubt that they've thought that stuff out. Yeah. But like, that's that's the stuff that's getting my attention. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, you know, again, I, I don't really care about either one, but the Xbox stuff has been fascinating to me. And, and I think for the same reason, like, they're really thinking through, like, the whole ecosystem and all the things you can do, whereas PlayStation is just PlayStationing. You know, they're doing the same old, same old, and that's great because they win every year and every console war. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how things are going to look after all this. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll let you know how things go on November 12th because it's a Thursday. So I'm like, do I book the day off because I bought it from an online retailer? Is it going to be here the next day? Kind of a you, thing. You know, I might just book both days off just in case. Actually, you know what? Here, Thursday and Friday. Here, here's another thing I forgot to mention about the Xbox app that is even more like what you can do the console setup on the phone. Oh, so you can just like plug it in and then go have dinner or something. Yeah. Yep, you, you plug it in. The first thing it does is it links it to the app. And when it's linking to the app and it's doing its downloading, you can go through it. You can hook it up to your Wi-Fi from the phone. You can set your preferences to like whatever, whatever. You can start downloading games to it while it's doing its setup stuff. Like it makes the setup of the console itself easier too, which is just like, Oh, that's really <laughs> it stings. Well, it maybe does. the maybe the PlayStation Six will have all that stuff. You never know. Maybe, maybe. just put it all in later. Just steal it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steal everything. Be completely shameless about it. Just I don't care. It, it worked for Apple, man. Worked for Apple. Well, it, don't be Apple. Apple waits like six years and talks about how they invented widgets. Like, <laughs> <you> know, like <laughs> that is true. But they did shamelessly steal it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, I think that's a good point to end it because we've done a lot of talking this episode. Yes, we really have. I'm losing my voice. I don't know if you can tell here. So Yeah, just a little bit. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. Next week, I'll let you know how William's COVID testing goes. And, and maybe maybe we can talk about something that isn't video games in a week. We'll, yeah, that'd be oh, TV. We'll be talking about TV and movies a little bit next week. Please, Microsoft. Don't announce any more weird shit in the next <laughs> week. You can fall. Well, well, actually, no. Well, we we will be talking about. We'll be talking about how Microsoft pre-orders go if, if it's another cluster. Uh, oh no! We'll keep it short. Thirty <laughs> seconds. They went yeah. great. They were awful. Yeah. Exactly. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio. Amazon Music is coming soon because I know uh, we are officially on Amazon Podcasts or whatever it is. Yes. Beautiful. So there you go. If, you, if you're an Amazon person and you want your Amazon fix, we are officially official on Amazon or any of your other favorite podcast listing services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT nerds, FT dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give it whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike and I'm Chris and we'll talk to you again soon. My mouth is very dry. <laughs> I'm going to have to go get a COVID test. I got a little like thing in the back of my throat here. My nose was starting to ru- like I'm rubbing my nose and I'm like, oh, no, is this the beginning of I feel like William's I get, done to I get me? paranoid about all this stuff, though, right? Like you wake up with like the tiniest little sore throat. And it's like, oh, God, no, I've got it. And it's like, oh, wait, no, it's because the cat was sleeping on my pillow and now I got a reaction to it. Right. Yep. But yep. Yep. But yeah, everything, no matter what, if I'm not feeling 100%, it's probably COVID. Probably got the COVID now. And we're all going to die. Yeah. We're all going to die.